All right, podcast rolling, 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 rolling. How's everybody doing out there tonight? You're on Americana, the American way. With your host, Big John. Find me on Parlor at The Real Big John. And on YouTube and Rumble, it's called Americana, the American way. And after I hit the video... We'll get underway. If the video is going to work tonight. Oh my gosh. It beeped. It's recording. Good evening. I'm Senator Tim Scott from the great state of South Carolina. We just heard President Biden's first address to Congress. Our president seems like a good man. His speech was full of good words, but President Biden promised you a specific kind of leadership. He promised to unite a nation, to lower the temperature, to govern for all Americans, no matter how we voted. This was the pitch. You just heard it again. But our nation is starving for more than empty platitudes. We need policies and progress that brings us closer together. But three months in, the actions of the president and his party are pulling us further and further apart. I won't waste your time with finger pointing or partisan victory. You can get that on TV anytime you want. I want to have an honest conversation about common sense and common ground, about this feeling that our nation is sliding off its shared foundation and how we move forward together. Growing up, I never dreamed I would be standing here tonight. When I was a kid, my parents divorced. My mother, my brother, and I moved in with my grandparents. Three of us sharing one bedroom. I was disillusioned and angry, and I nearly failed out of school. But I was blessed. First with a praying mom. And and let me say this to the single mothers out there who are working their tails off, working hard, trying to make the ends meet, wondering if it's worth it. You can bet it is. All right, so Senator Tim Scott was just there. He gave the uh, rebuttal, I guess, to, uh, I guess that's what they call it, the response, the Republican response to Joe Biden's joint session speech tonight. A little housekeeping, a little house on the prairie keeping. Today, Rudy Giuliani's uh, apartment uh, was raided by the FBI in New York. Uh, I'll certainly cover that as it unfolds. Uh, Personally, when I first heard this, I thought they were looking for Hunter Biden's hard drive. But I'm not not sure what uh, is going going on there. Let's look at this. <laughs> uh, this speech by Joe Biden. Oh my goodness. My expectations were low if you watch other videos. Um, there's one prior to this called the prerequisite where um, I, I just give my thoughts and opinions on what I was expecting. And I mean, as far as presidential speeches go, of course, I'm biased, I'm partisan. Uh, it wasn't bad. 
it wasn't that bad. Uh, obviously, a lot of things that I disagree with in it. A lot of uh, a lot more government spending and no government cutting. Although I'm sure we'll see cuts to various programs and things of that nature. Um, I counted off Biden's uh, stammers, mumbles, and gibberishes. Uh, gibberish. Uh, 25 times that I counted throughout the speech. Uh, it's not that, not too shabby. Um, it, it, ju it just came at weird times and he slurs words together. I mean, I haven't seen a president do this badly at public speaking uh, in my life, but, you know, whatever. Um, he started out making a really bad joke, and I'm like, what? Everybody was like, what? Uh, I was watching on the, uh, it was like Steven Crowder's uh, Fact Check live stream, which I posted a link. Well, if you're on YouTube and Rumble, there's a link to that in the description. But he came out and did this joke about uh, Mitch and Chuck, you're almost home. And there was dead silence. And he's like, oh, you know, you work right down the hall. I'm like, and then he, there was like, he paused for a few seconds and waited for like a fake, the, the, the members to do a fake laugh, fake applause. I don't. It wasn't funny, Joe. Sorry, bud. <laughs> I mean, what the freak? <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, uh, he, he just said a lot of weird stuff. Uh, he said, you know, hunger is down sharply. What? Less people are hung. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, this is, he's been in office 99 days, tomorrow will be number 100, um, what? Hunger is down sharply? No, it's not, I'm actually, before this I was munching on a can of Pringles. I'm, I'm thinking about running to the store for a snack, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm I don't know, what, what the hell was he talking about? Um, he talked on and on about the pandemic, um, you know, just stupid shit. He said something about, uh, you know, uh, Crowder and his bunch were kind of talking in between there, and I was uh, driving as I was listening. But at one point, he said, People are pulling up to food pantries. And he said, These are people in nice cars. I think he said, actually said people in good cars, not cars that don't start. I'm like, what? Like, that could have been the theme of this speech is you just sit there and went, what? Huh, what, huh? What? Like, why? What? Okay, so we know because of the pandemic and government's uh, ineptness and bad decision making, a lot of people were put out of work. Apparently, Joe hangs out at food pantries. Maybe he's a charitable fella. I don't know him personally. But he said that he noticed uh, at, a, at food pantries, 
people in good cars pulling up. Well, yeah, you put a lot of good, hardworking people out of work for a long time. And here's a fun factoid. The states that have the strictest lockdown measures, the states that are still under strict uh, uh, COVID restrictions, <laughs> strict restrictions, they're doing worse than the states that have just said, screw it, we're opening up. <laughs> so... Uh, he talked about the largest infrastructure bill is a job. Is a, his, uh, now I'm acting like him. He said his infrastructure bill is the largest jobs bill since World War II. I know after World War II, Ike, President Eisenhower, uh, built the interstate highway system. I don't know if that's what he's referring to, uh, but this is a very huge infrastructure bill, and a big jobs bill, and I'll get to that more later when I talk about Tim Scott's rebuttal, uh, but he said, he's, at, he's asking Vice President Harris to do a lot. Is that a sign of something, that he can't do a lot? Hmm. Anyways, he said he's asking the vice president to do this job because he knows it will get done. And then I noted to myself, like she did not get the job done at the border. We still have a crisis at our border. Still have people piled up, backed up. They're pulling uh, physical guards from the border into paper processing centers to process the paperwork for these illegal aliens that have flocked in because we have a weak president. So, Kamala Harris, who didn't get that job done, hasn't even started it, hasn't been to the border, is going to get this infrastructure and jobs bill passed. Uh, I guess by going on ABC tomorrow morning with George stuffing envelopes and whoever the hell else co-hosts that god awful ABC morning show. Uh, he keeps repeating the word jobs, jobs here, jobs there. Uh, he says that you know things can be built in Pittsburgh, not in Beijing. That's nice. That's very nice. He said, you know, the theme is going to be by American. And I just said to myself, where have I heard that before? That was like Donald Trump's fight song. <laughs> you know, so this is nothing new. It was Ronald Reagan's fight song many, many moons ago in the 80s. When we had some of the biggest economic growth in our country's history. Uh... However, talking about jobs being sent overseas, I looked this up. On November 20th, 1993, November 20, 1993, in a roll call vote, Joe Biden voted for NAFTA, the biggest job-killing, job-outsourcing bill in American history, probably. 
Biden was for NAFTA. Uh, he says that we're going to end cancer as we know it. That's good. How are we going to do that? Um, I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. I'm really, really in favor of that. But how? Who, what, when, where, why, how? How, what, huh? Uh, at 25 minutes in, it seemed like he was losing his place. He was getting slower. He was look, looking confused. Um, he was proposing huge amounts of spending for infrastructure, for education, for Obamacare, aka the Affordable Care Act. He said, you know, we're going to, how we, this, he said, how are we going to pay for all this, you know? Well, we're going to negotiate lower drug prices. Trump already did that. And then you took it back. It's like, now we're going to do it again? What he means is go to a single-payer drug system. You know, have the government pay for all the medication, the production of it, and then you buy it from the government at a cheap rate. But there's got to be some competition. You can lower prescription drug prices. Trump did it with an executive order. That's why, you know, Wall Street and prescription drug companies and big pharma supported Biden, but more on that later. Um, he says, how do we pay for this again? How do we pay? We will not tax people making less than $400,000. I think he's already lied about that, but that's whatever. Not taxing people who make less than $400,000. The top 1% are not paying their share, he says. He said says that the top 1% of people making over $400,000. So now if you make over $400,000, which is nothing to sneeze at, nothing to sneeze at at all. But he says you are now the top 1% of Americans. No, that's not the top 1%. The top 1% are the Mark Zuckerbergs, the... Uh, Jeff Bezos, the uh, Wall Street CEOs that supported Joe Biden. That's the top 1%. But anyways, now they're accusing people that make over... I told you this was coming. I've talked about this in podcasts for over 10 years. Okay? They're going to lower the standard. They're saying, oh, we're, we're just going after those rich one percenters. Pretty soon they're going to run out of those people's money. It seems like they already have. Then they're going to have to go after a different crowd of people. And it's going to eventually come down to basically what they're doing is they're saying, See that guy over there? See that nice car he's got? See all that money in his pocket? Well, you de you over here, you hips, you, you deserve that guy's money. You deserve that lifestyle. You deserve a nice car too. You should you should hate that guy. So, well, I'm a, I'm the government. I'm here to help. The most dangerous words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. They want to say to you, we're here to help you. We're going to take from this guy and give it to you. Well, eventually this guy's income goes from billions 
to millions to hundreds to tens of thousands. So pretty soon they're going to be to all these people that aren't working like right now because they're all sitting at home collecting a bonus on top of their unemployment. They're telling these people, look at those guys over there making $400,000. We're going to tax them at 39% and we're going to give you nice things. We're going to see to it that you get $15 an hour minimum wage. Folks, I was just at a store that pays its employees minimum wage. And a lot of people, myself included, started out at minimum wage jobs. But I went, there was a girl at the cash register before me. When I walked into the store. There was a customer, no clerk at the cash register. Both store employees that were on duty were outside smoking. They saw me walk in. I got my two, three, four items, walked to the cash register. The girl that was at the cash register before me was still, had done a lap around the store looking for an employee to ring her up and I said I point to where they're out there and she went out, she had to go outside walk inside or walk go outside and get the dang cashiers to come back in from their smoke break when I I a customer had just walked past them no welcome to the store no may we help you nothing I could have walked through that store and robbed the joint blind could have, you know, I've been would have been caught on surveillance video if I went too apeshit crazy robbing the store. But these are the minimum wage employees. Did those people deserve fifteen dollars an hour? I'm not saying that people who work minimum wage don't work hard. Some do, but if you ha you got to have a hunger in you to succeed in life. And if you want that $15 an hour, maybe you should, um, I don't know, better yourself. Because millions of people did it and they deserve the fruits of their harder work. And now the government's coming to you and saying, well, we're going to take from, we're, we're Robin Hood. Okay? We're Robin Hood. We're going to rob from the rich and give to the lazy. Oh, freaking ridiculous, man. Uh, he said, you know, we're going to tax the top 1% at 39%, which is BS. $400,000 and up is not the top 1%. He's going to take away loopholes from people that make a million dollars. Now, it's something else here, people. 39% that they're talking about is only... That's only your federal taxes. It does not include me stopping to relight my cigar. That 39% that people over $400,000 are going to pay is federal taxes. 
does not include state and local. When you add your state and local taxes on top of that, you're going to be at a minimum of 50% of your income. You're welcome, all you people who voted against Trump because he says mean things on Twitter. Oh, you vey. Uh, I, I, I was kind of watching, taking notes, and uh, I had it on the TV and on my phone. So the phone was behind the TV. So, But I noticed at the end, I was like, uh, isn't there supposed to be social distancing? The members of the Senate and Congress that were there were spread out. Like it was almost an empty room. Uh, but at the end of the speech, he stopped to shake hands and sniff Maxine Waters. I mean, he was like nose to nose with her, holding, it wasn't just shaking hands, they were holding hands like, you know, her hands were in the palms of his hands. Social distancing. Uh, he says he's met with over 38, 40 world leaders. Make your mind up, was it over 38 or 40? We know 30, 40 is greater than 38. You didn't need to explain that to us. That's what he was trying to do. Um, he said, I told them America's back. Yeah, it was under Donald Trump. I don't know what the hell is going to happen under this clown. Uh, unfortunately, that is not what China told our diplomats a few weeks ago. They straight out told his... Uh, foreign policy team that you are not coming at us from a position of strength. Basically meaning you have a weak leader. <coughs> then he said something strange. He said America makes up 15% of the world's carbon emissions. The rest of the world accounts for 85%. I think that's pretty good. I mean, there are some countries that make up, like, zero. I mean, there's some countries that are just, like, tribal. I mean, you know, not every country is as industrial and as modern as the United States. And he's playing on your ignorance. But, nonetheless, uh, I'd like to know how much of the... Uh, Carbon emissions come from China uh, directly or indirectly because they're building coal power plants in other countries. Strange. Uh, but he said that's why he went back into the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, and then he, it sounded like he said if America does its job, it won't matter. So if America does its job in the climate crisis, it won't matter? Is that what he screwed up and said? I don't know. Then uh, he said, we are all created, we are created all of us equal. It's, I don't know what the hell that meant. We are all, we are, now I'm fucking up like he did. We are all created equal. We are created, all of us, equal. I keep trying to say it the right way. We're all created equal under God. And he screwed up, so he's causing me to screw it up. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. It just came from out of nowhere. We 
are created all of us equal. Then he said, I told Putin, and he said something that was un... It was just gobbledygook. I had no idea what he said. It was just... Like Charlie Brown's teacher or something. Um, he tried to say... Uh, he's going to keep a, a stern deterrence on Russia. But he said it actually came out as... Dern de-sturrence. So he's going to be a dern de-sturrence against Russia and their aggression on the Ukraine. Ukraine, pardon me. It's not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine. Uh, I laughed when he said, we're pulling out of Afghanistan on, November, or on September 11th, 2021. Yay, that sounds great. The 20th anniversary, we're finally going to get out of Afghanistan and bring peace. Problem is, Trump already made a peace deal with the Taliban to be out of Afghanistan in May, which is a couple days away. I don't know if it was May the 1st or May 31st. I can't recall off the top of my head. But the Taliban is pissed that America is pushing the withdrawal date back to September 11th. Why is this significant? If the Taliban is pissed and starts attacking our troops, what's Biden going to lie to you and do? What's he going to lie and say? He said, well, I promised the Taliban we would get out of there. We were going to take our troops out, and then they just start attacking our troops. Because you went back on what the last president said. You went back on a an agreement just to spite the Trump peace accord just to spite the Trump administration and now you've pissed off the Taliban but don't worry folks your chief defense uh, secretary of defense he used to work for a defense contractor called Raytheon which has been a defense contractor for a long time and they're part of the military industrial complex so when the Taliban starts attacking our troops in June because he went past the promised withdrawal date out of spite uh, and to cause a war to increase in that region, now his buddies at the defense contractors in the defense department can start lining their pockets again. Uh, <clears throat> he says he wants to pass a police reform bill on or by the anniversary of George Floyd's death. I just wrote, who gives an F? Trump did a, a police reform uh, executive order. Tim Scott tried to put through a peace or a police reform bill and the Democrats filibustered it. So now that it's their bill, they want to put it through under their terms. He also said they passed a COVID anti-Asian hate crime act. Uh, I don't know what COVID anti-Asian hate crime. I guess they're trying to say because Donald Trump referred to 
the COVID virus as the China virus that, that caused Asian hate. I hate, I hate hatred, but I, hate, I also hate to break Biden's will heart. There's a different reason for anti-Asian hate. Look it up. You'll, you'll be surprised. Uh, he started lying about the gun rights, you know, wanting to do an assault weapons ban. You don't even know what, there's no such thing as an assault weapon, assault gun. There's no gun that's listed as an assault weapon. If I pick this notebook I'm reading up, reading for, to, reading, if I pick this notebook up and start beating you with it is what I'm trying to say. That would then make this an assault notebook, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he said, you know, nobody needs a 100-round magazine. Well, he's trying to ban magazines that hold 11 rounds and up, 10 rounds or more. Uh, the problem is, when somebody's breaking into your house, you may not be an expert marksman, and sometimes it takes 10, 11 shots, 12 shots to shoot the... Uh, burglar so with that would you need more than 10 rounds in a magazine uh, I mean you can keep multiple magazines at the ready with your gun I mean it's not difficult but uh, I'm just saying what if there's more than one person breaking in uh, they're not going to stand still and say shoot me in the leg they're not going to stop and you know oh this person's firing a, a double barrel shotgun into the air like Joe Biden lied and said his wife does uh, you know they're not going to run from that they're saying oh she just fired a double barrel shotgun into the air well double barrels take a little longer to reload good now we have a few seconds we can run into the house while she's reloading <laughs> dumbass um he said that people didn't think that our democracy would survive January 6th. And I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, a couple hundred people ran them up because they're idiots. 250,000 did their constitutional right and stood outside the White House. Or the, pardon me, the Capitol building. And protested. And they were outside the White House, too. But... Only a handful out of a quarter of a million were idiots that day. And they deserve what they get. But people didn't think our democracy would survive that. Are you an imbecile or something? No. You're a melodrama queen like AOC is what Biden is. So stupid. And after that... They, people didn't think our democracy would survive. He said something about the cat went poof. I don't know what the hell he was trying to say, but it sounded like after you know our democracy wouldn't survive that. He said something about the cat was poof. Or the cat went poof. I don't know what the fuck he said. Uh, that's what it sounded like to me. I know those were not the words in his head. 
and those were not the words that were trying to come out of his mouth. But so help me goodness, it sounded like he said the cat was or went poof. (laughs) What the hell? So uh, I guess you could say the theme of his speech was uh, America good. Bring back jobs, jobs, jobs. He talked a lot about jobby, job, 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 jobs. Uh, he said, but basically it was, if you let the government do this and that, America will be good again. Not Americans are great. Americans of every race, creed, color, religion, sexual orientation. I believe every person in this United States of America is a great human being. And I'm glad that people run through the desert and try to get across our southern border and our northern border and swim up to uh, Florida from Cuba. I'm glad I live in a country that people want to come to, but they got to do it uh, legally. But I believe America is a great country because of its people, not because of its government. Democrats, especially these uh, Democrat socialist uh, progressives, they're calling themselves, they believe it's the opposite. They believe that Americans are great because the government is great and that you have to let the government do great things for you to lift you from your huddled mass and be great. No, I believe government needs to get out of our way And through the human spirit, we will be great. And that's what makes us great as America. Overall, with applause breaks, it was a one hour and five minute speech. Um, I don't know if you take the applause breaks out, how long it would have been. Maybe half that. Uh, It was a decent length speech. Better than I thought he could deliver. He had his moments of, you know, the cat went poof, and I told Putin gibberish uh, something. Uh, The rebuttal went from Tim Scott, who's a guy I like. I'm going to fire the stogie back up. I like Tim Scott. I hope he'll be a front runner for president in 2024. Uh, he said that you know the president's speech was full of good work words. Pardon me. Uh, actions of the president and his party are pulling us apart. However, uh, he said becoming a Christian transformed him. I, I really like that. Um, he said last year they passed five bipartisan. COVID bills nine, with 90 votes in the Senate. Right now, these bills that the Democrats are passing are strict party line votes. And this is why. Tim Scott brought up the President's infrastructure bill. 6% of the bill goes to things like bro- roads and bridges. He said Republicans are for uh, broadband. You know, that's high-speed internet. Uh, There are four roads, bridges, 
things you think of when you think of infrastructure. But 94% of this multi-trillion dollar infrastructure bill is a liberal wish list. Okay? Then Tim Scott brought up police reform. He said that he wrote a police reform bill last year after George Floyd, after uh, some other people. Uh, it was the the lady um, that the police knocked on her door in the middle of the night, Breonna Taylor. He mentioned George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. He said, I wrote a police reform bill and the Democrats filibustered it. Well, with the Democrats, especially these new Democrats, it's never a good idea unless it's their idea. If they don't get their way, they don't want it. Okay? Their idea of relationship building and bipartisanship and compromise means that the Republicans give up everything they want and the Democrats keep everything they want. Uh, Senator Scott said that he offered the Democrats amendments. He offered them the opportunity to um, have input on his bill. <clears throat> and he said that the Democrats filibustered it. And they did. I remember that. He said about election reform. Uh, Republicans want to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat. He said that black and Latino voters want voter ID. You have an ID for everything you do. Every, and states that require voter ID usually give it away for free. Uh, it is now harder to vote in New York State than it is in the dreaded state, the Jim Crow lie, that's a lie, 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 it's not Jim Crow. But anyways, in the state of Georgia, Tim Scott said, it's harder to vote in the state of New York than it is in Georgia. But Democrats and liberals are telling you the opposite, and they're lie, 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 lying to you. All right, so the theme of Tim Scott's rebuttal was kind of like the Democrats, such the left, and the left are more racist. They're using race as a weapon. Uh, the Democrats are on a power grab and they're dividing America. And in a nutshell, that's the rebuttal to Biden's speech. So I'll leave you on that note. I don't want my podcast and video to be as long as Biden's speech. But anyways, God bless you guys. Thank you. Have a good night. We'll see you next time on Americana, the American way. Remember, you can find me on uh, Parlor. <laughs> I forgot the name of the social media. Parlor at the Real Big John. So look me up. Parlor at the Real Big John. Thank you all. God bless you. Have a great, great night. Maybe.